You should put that uh, mid-switch thing as like an outtake at the end or something. <laughs> <laughs> See, I would, but OBS still wasn't open. So I couldn't have, I didn't record. Switch. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Pull the lever, Kronk! Alright, let's get this done. Flip flips the codes and clues to switch. Wrong switch! <laughs> <laughs> and baby, you could be my Nancy Joe, but it ain't no mystery that I fancy you. And I could be the shaggy to your Scooby-Doo, me and you together, baby, we can't And baby, you could be my Nancy Joe, but it ain't no mystery that I fancy you. And I could be the shaggy to your Scooby-Doo, me and you together, baby, we can't lose my Nancy Joe. How's it going, everybody? My name's Hugh Miller, and welcome back to the Nancy Drew Walkthroughs Podcast. This is episode four of I don't know how many. Uh, we finally are back together again. Last episode, it was just E and myself, and this time V is back. Welcome back, V. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. I missed being on the last one. Were you, weren't you in, like, D.C. or something? Yeah, I was visiting my sister. She lives in the D.C. area. Right. Okay. Brilliant. Uh, I, I take it that you enjoyed that? Yeah, it was a great trip. We had a lot of fun. Good. Oh, I feel bad. I'm asking about that like three months later, but still. Uh, <laughs> That's fine. That, that aside, uh, welcome E back to the show. Hello. As always, we got our, our faithful faithful guardian, Mr. E. And uh, we got we got a good show for you guys today. We got a lot of content to cover because so much has happened in the last three months and so much more is going to happen in the next, I don't know how long we record. Uh, we're going to get this on. This is going to be great. So the first thing I want to talk about, and the only thing I want to talk about, is Midnight in Salem. We've got so much information to uh, to go over. Uh, there's been just stuff streaming out of her interactive. It feels like it's been streaming out of her interactive over the last few months. And uh, one of the biggest things, and the most obvious things I want to talk about, is the fact that we it's going to release in two days. Two days after like recording this podcast. What do you guys think about that? What's like? How does that feel to finally have another Nancy Drew game that we're finally going to be getting? I, it hasn't really hit me yet, and I think it's just because the information we've been getting is, like, so out of pattern. And so even though we've been getting a lot of information over the last few weeks, it still doesn't feel like we're quite there yet. And so it doesn't quite feel yet to me like it's here. Like, they're right. they're they're shipping them out, like, tomorrow or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, because before uh, they went on this hiatus, we got, it was pretty much a set in stone, like, formula for how they release stuff. And I think that's what we're used to, and that's how we're used to building our hype off of. Mm -hmm. They usually, like, show, like, oh, we got the boxes in the mail today. And yeah. that hasn't been uh, shown. That's just one of the many things. But, yeah, they've been more secretive this time. And, yeah. yeah yeah no i totally get that like uh i i personally love reading all the posts that are made on the amateur amateur sleuth blog and uh, we haven't i think we only got one post in november which was very abnormal and i commented on the post that she that little jackalope made in october i just said you know i'm missing these what's going on and she's just like well i don't really have anything to talk about i'm like what you've only released the cover art You've only talked about, or they, uh, you've only released the new voice actress. I mean, they talked about that, I guess. Um, so much has gone on. So many screenshots have been released, and there's nothing to talk about. So, yeah, what the way that things are going, it's very, very abnormal for them. And 
I'm not even I'm not even sure they know what's going on. If I'm being perfectly honest, and I'm I'm saying that because since they are outsourcing the game, I'm pretty sure that the trailer they released uh, yesterday and the teaser trailer they released in August, I'm pretty sure they had almost no control over over it, um, or at least what went into it, and. I think that's why they just didn't look great, and we'll go. We'll get onto the the trailer in a bit, but yeah, th- things have just they've changed drastically. Um, do you guys think that there may be a, another delay announced for the game? Hmm. I was thinking about this. Um, I think that it. I wouldn't be surprised if it happens, mm-hmm. but I think if it happens, it is going to it's going to be more trouble um, for her interactive in the long run. I think they're going to get canceled pre-orders left and right. I think people are just going to get continue to be more upset. Um, So I don't know. I I almost don't want to think about it. Um, I mean, I would, again, I wouldn't be surprised just because of how late we've been getting everything. Stuff just does still just doesn't seem ready. Right. Yeah, no, I've I've seen a lot of people on the subreddit. Uh, they've actually been saying, like, there's been there have been posts saying, "Here's how to cancel your pre-order." And I've seen people saying, "Oh, I've canceled it. And I feel good." And I'm like, "Wow, that like that's really bad for her interactive." Yeah. Yeah, I think if they are gonna like try to fix what people have been criticizing them for, at least in terms of like graphics, I think their best bet would be to patch like after the mm-hmm. game is released not necessarily canceling the game because there would be really bad reactions to that in addition to like everything that people have been talking about mm-hmm. yeah no definitely it, it would i think it would spell a lot of bad news for the company uh for the fans it would be heartbreaking for a lot of people and it would be yeah it just it'd be a very bad situation should that happen again? Uh, I've got a feeling it won't because when they were at Geek Girl Con 2019, they did show off a playable game, and so I think they, I think it will release. Uh, but again, with with their past behavior, it's you just there's no telling what's coming, no telling at all. With and this is a clarification question because I can't remember off the top of my head. Was the Geek Girl game was that a full game or was it a demo? I think they showed off a full game, but they just showed off just a small part of it. My, that's my guess. Um, I could be wrong, though. I never heard anything about that, uh, if I'm being perfectly honest. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, in the last few months, uh, we've gotten a lot more screenshots and a lot more character renders. Uh, s- some other, or some are better than others, and some are obviously quite uh, shocking to look at. Um, do you guys have a, uh, out of all the ones that we've gotten, cause I'm pretty sure that there's no more renders that are going to be released unless her interactive throws a curveball and says, here's another one tomorrow. Um, we'll see what happens, but out of all the ones that have been released, do you guys have a favorite one out of all of them or a least favorite at all? Um, I like the Hardys. Um, I think they look decent. Um, I'm, a a, a little disappointed by Deirdre. I, I think she looks very like bland almost um Mm -hmm. just like a step down from her alibi and ashes character design oh definitely um 
that's kind of been my thoughts. I, I, I'm kind of middle of the road on everybody else, although I did notice that Lauren has very, very long fingers, like I, alien well, yeah. spider fingers. You know whose fingers um, I thought were hilarious were uh, Judge Danforth's. If you look at them closely, they look like he may be Emperor Palpatine from Star Wars. <laughs> I'm not too <laughs> sure, but if lightning starts striking, I'm gonna I'm gonna blame him. So yeah, I'm kind of middle of the road. I just I'll talk about it more when we get into trailer talk. But um, yeah, definitely. I think Hardy the Hardy Boys are are probably like the best. I think of the of the designs so far of the like renderings. Mm, fair enough. Yeah, I think I like Frank the most. Um, I think my least favorite's definitely Tegan. Mm, I yeah, it was oh, she was rough to look at. She was very rough to look at. Yeah, no, I I really the one that I always go back to, uh mostly because of the overall lighting and the location, uh is the one where May is underground or in that little brick room underground or whatever. Um, is one one of the more recent ones they showed off, but I just I think it was a perfect example of how good visually the game could look. Again, her character model was a little off, but just her environment I thought was very it was very well well done. And if that's if that's an option that we get for you know settings in the game to make it look like that, then I will I will be playing it like that all day, no question about it. The environment looks very very much like Ghost of Thornton Hall to me. Mm, yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of scenes that are very much like the graveyard uh, inside the uh, inside Thornton Hall and in the basement where Harper is. It's there are a lot of similarities for sure. Yeah. When the game comes out, day one, December third, uh, will you be streaming or recording this game on that day, or are you gonna wait a bit and then get on it uh, or record stuff that day and then release it later? Um, me and my mom have a tradition that we've done since we pre-ordered games, which the first game that we pre-ordered was um, actually uh, Last Train to Blue Moon Canyon. So nice. since that game, we have a tradition that when the game arrives in the mail, uh, me and my mom, we sit down and we play through it the first time together. So nice, this is before nice. before I even knew. Yeah, this is before I even knew about Twitch and streamed and all of that. So we're going to continue that tradition and play it together um, during our free time, you know, around work and stuff like that for our first oh, time and not try to rush through it. Yeah. And then um, I'll eventually stream it, but it probably won't be for weeks or maybe months after. Right, right, right. As for me, I'd love to stream it. Uh, depends on how the game runs on my computer. Because I may have to play it the first time on a computer that runs better. That isn't right. one I can stream off of. Uh, so yeah, it just depends on the game, I think. Definitely, definitely. I, I, I'm in the same boat. Because I, th- I consider my computer to be half decent. Like, it can run Destiny 2 like at 720 and 60 frames. Um, so I think it should be fine in regards to playing mid. But when it comes to playing mid and recording mid... That's a bit of a different story, and since I've been provided a review copy of the game by Her Interactive, I want to get as much content as I can uh, out in the world as soon as I can. Um, so I'm going to be, and the best part is I've got an exam, like my first final exam is uh, on Tuesday, so I've got to get up, and here's the best part, another best part actually, uh, the Wi-Fi at Residence doesn't let you download anything off Steam. So I'm going to have to go to Starbucks, download the game, come back, record it, go to my exam, Come back, record some more, get the videos out, and that'll be my Tuesday. 
and then I'll wow. probably str- I'll probably stream it, you know, later this month or January or something. Um, yeah, there's a there's a whole a whole ordeal around it, and it's we'll see what happens, I guess. So Her Interactive also uh, they released the new the new voice uh, voice actress for Nancy, who is Brittany Cox. Uh, I personally thought she actually sounds all right, and I think. I hope I really hope she does a good job, and based on what I've heard in the trailer, uh, or both trailers, we kind of get an idea of how she's going to sound. But it's it's really tough to say. I'm uh, I'm just I'm waiting to see how she's going to sound in the finished game, uh, and it's it's interesting because they they interviewed her for the Nancy Drew podcast uh, Unlocked, and she mm-hmm. said that she was given a, a 100 page script just for lines for Nancy. Which is, or as far as I'm concerned, concerned, just lines for Nancy, and that's a very long script for almost any medium. Uh, yeah. So I really hope that reflects well in the game that we do actually end up getting a long game that is well written. And uh, yeah, I'm really curious about that. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on Brittany's voice work? I guess for Nancy. Um, I, I listened to the Unlocked podcast, um, and kind of like you, I didn't dislike her voice. I think it's going to be an adjustment for any of us that are Nancy Drew veterans. Oh, definitely. Um, I, I think, you know, there's always going to be a little piece of me that that misses Lonnie Manella in that role, um, just because it's what I've always heard. Um, but I think with time, I can get used to the new voice. Um, I am curious, though, is she the same woman who did the very 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 early like the earliest teaser we had at the end of sea of darkness when she said join me on my next adventure was that her yeah i was gonna ask that too well i heard i thought i heard little jackalope say that it's the same person uh so i i think so i'd have to go listen like the podcast that she was in with tammy it kind of suggested like she was almost like a rush pick yeah. Um, during production, which would suggest to me that she came in kind of late in the game and therefore it wasn't the same person. But I guess that could ne- not necessarily be true. Yeah, it's tough. I don't know. It's oh, it's one of those things that I guess we'll have to either wait and see or someone would have to ask them in a way that they won't just get a response like, Sorry, we can't talk about that or whatever. Um, yeah, I'm really curious because I and I also want to go go and listen to it again just to have a better idea of if it make to make sure it is the same person. But I don't know for sure. I don't know for sure. I just thought I remember a little Jackalope saying somewhere that it was the same person. So and also in the podcast, it's mentioned. I actually found out through Twitter before I listened to the podcast. But she is married to Ryan Ricks, who is the composer for Midnight in Salem. Which I think is such an interesting, interesting thing that the that the voice of Nancy, I think she would almost have, uh, and she mentioned this in the podcast too. She would almost have some cool things to play off of when she hears the music, and then you know, kind of gets to get in the mood to play Nancy. Uh, what, what do you guys think about all that? I thought it was interesting that she said that she was pretty much already in talks with her interactive. Uh, I don't know if it happened during the interview process or after she'd already been hired, but she mentioned that, you know, the 
her interactive team had asked her what her husband did and she said he was a composer and they said send us some of his stuff and it kind of just happened from there Mm -hmm. which makes me wonder if by the time they were recording voices did they not even have a composer lined up yeah well i was i I was wondering about that yeah so i just it kind of just seems like i don't know like uh, all of the things that they they would normally have lined up before production started they were kind of just like starting production and trying to piece the pieces together like as they go which to me sounds like a very stressful way to build a game Mm -hmm. but i'm not a game maker so maybe i don't i maybe i have nowhere to talk yeah it's well if it's I think it's different depending on, you know, what company's making the games or who's making the games, I guess. Like, for me, as an indie game maker on occasion, uh, I've usually, I'm usually the one that's doing everything the, the art, the coding, putting everything together, uh, the music, sometimes voiceover. That's usually all me. And so when I'm doing that, I will usually put the game together or put part of the game together. And then as that's being put together, I'll have an idea of how I want the game to sound. And I presume that's kind of the way it works with most game production companies is they get an idea of how they want things to uh, to be. And so when they choose the composer, I would assume it's pretty early on. But I, I don't know. I, again, it's, I'm in the same boat. I'm not too sure. Honestly, I think the, the new voice is kind of growing on me. Right. Um, I didn't like it as much in like the earlier trailer, the one... Uh, that was released with the hidden staircase. Yeah, I I would, I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was kind of skeptical when I heard. I think after hearing it in podcast, I think a lot better than I had originally. Wow, you you just cut out that whole time for me, for me, man. <laughs> Her interactive also released the uh, the official cover art for Midnight in Salem back in October. It was like I think the Halloween stream they did. And uh, there was a lot of backlash, or not even backlash, but a lot of upset comments that uh, it was it was a little, a little too different from the way things used to be. Uh, and at first glance, I wasn't a huge fan of it, and I thought the silhouette. I still think the silhouette is a little bit a little bit too big. Um, but I really, I really do love the color scheme. I like the simplistic. Uh, scheme or the simplistic style they went for in regards to the text that's on the box, uh, even just what's on the cover art itself. But I think the cover art simpli- uh, simplicity has to do with the amount of money that her interactive paid the uh, artist, Mark Tolisog. And uh, I think if you compare it to Sea of Darkness, there's a huge contrast in what's going on in the image. And uh, I, yeah, after a long time of looking at it, it it really did grow on me, and I really do like it now. But uh, And I don't know if you, what you guys have thought about it, uh, or even did think about it at first, but I'd love to hear it. I think it's creepy, and I still think that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, the weird ghostly pilgrim girl head or whatever in Nancy's silhouette, and her eyes look so dead, and that just, like, bothers me. <laughs> oh... Yeah, no, I get that. It is a, it is a pretty creepy looking girl, I guess. I don't, I don't know what to call her, specter, ghost, something like that. Yeah, it's uh, very ghost of Morton Hall. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. 
I'm just gonna point out that we are like all wrong with our prediction that it was Yeah. That it's gonna be what, sorry? Sorry, you you are completely cutting out. I didn't hear I didn't hear that at all. He were he I said we were yeah, I was gonna say he had said that we had guessed that it would be a purple cover. Oh yes, yeah, I was thinking about that too. Uh, Her interactive actually just recently replaced a little strategy guide image from the the original image that had uh, the purple header and the uh, the the screenshot, I guess, from the original teaser. They finally replaced that with the official sort of blue cover art that they've got going. And uh, I thought it was pretty funny that it took him that long. I was surprised, actually, that it took him that long to uh, replace all the sort of marketing images with the official cover art. I was I was surprised at how long that took them. But I don't know. I, I don't know what it's like on their end. So maybe they're just too busy to have to worry about that right now. But either way, uh, E, speaking what are your thoughts of, on that? Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, speaking of that, how do you think the disc is going to yeah, I was thinking about that. I love the discs that are like, you have like the main color or whatever printed mm-hmm. on the whole top. But I almost have a feeling that it's almost going to revert and it's going to just be like the old, old games, like the first five or so, where it's just a silver disc with some black laser printing and done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true i was thinking either that or it would be like secrets can kill remastered where it like basically has the cover art on the disc oh good point yeah the the uh the dossiers did the same thing actually they had a bit of the cover art on the disc and uh i thought it i always thought it looked all right uh but i do like just the clean and simple game color with a disc information on it i you can never go wrong with that in my opinion although yeah, with i guess yeah I, I'd like that too, but I think with the darker color this time, it may not blend as well with the black text. True. Right, yeah. Well, what is the game color? I I, I don't even know what it is. I don't know if it's the dark blue or if it's like a I, medium blue. I think it's blue. that navy at the... T- so like, like you pointed out, the strategy guide picture has changed on the website. Right. And where it says official strategy guide, it's like a it, guide, it's like a the strategy guy it's just that dark navy i think that's like the official color right yeah also well, but... while i'm thinking about it does the um wood the woods at night give you a a ghost dogs vibe or is it just me yeah uh, they definitely on, do. on the cut co- on the cover art or the renders the cover art oh yeah I, I kept thinking that every time I look at the ghost dogs art, I'm like, that's pretty sick. He must have been drawing reference from that for sure. Yeah, like he they could just replace the Nancy creepy girl silhouette thing um, and just throw some ghost dogs in there and it would look like the same cover. Yeah, pretty much. He could just put a lake in the background. Yeah, it would be it would be pretty much the exact same. But uh, I guess, you know, if you're an artist that's been doing these cover arts since 2000... I'm sure you'd start to run Same out of artist? ideas somewhere. Same artist since 2000, yeah. Mm. Okay. Still though, I think it look. I still think it looks pretty good though. Yeah, me too. All right, now we're on to the big one, the trailer, the Midnight in Salem final trailer that launched yesterday at three o'clock p.m. Pacific time, that caused a bit of an uproar 
And I was I, I've been seeing people make their cancellations for pre-orders left and right. What <sighs> what do you guys what do you guys think about it? I uh yeah, I've got thoughts and I'd love to hear yours. I'm gonna let E go first on this one. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um Alright, so something I said earlier um is I like how the not final renderings haven't changed really. Mm-hmm. How we thought that they were gonna look different after, but they ended up not looking different. Right. And they're still they still look unfinished. Pretty much all the characters don't look great. Oh, Actually, yeah, all the characters don't look good. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Actually, I was gonna. I was thinking today. I'm I'm really curious when her interactive released that trailer. Were they thinking? people are going to love this or were they thinking i we've just got to put our best faces on as we show this i i think they probably feel the pressure and they probably were kind of under the impression that like if we don't get something out before release date like we won't have a release date because like people won't have any faith in us so i think they just threw something together um, when I watched the trailer, which I actually didn't see it until today. Okay. But my thoughts were, um, I think the environments look good. Um, I think, um, general gameplay mechanics look fine. I thought the puzzles that they kind of teased looked fine and interesting. Um, it all kind of just crumbled for me with the characters um and the the biggest problem that i had was um how out of sync the uh motion of their mouths and their voice acting was it's Um, so distracting even in secrets can kill and stay tuned for danger those early early games there was at least a pretty good synchronization between the mouth movements and the voice acting and i feel like if we can't even get that right what's happening here you know what i mean and oh yeah and that was my that's my biggest worry right now is that it's going to completely ruin the immersion of the game because we're not going to be able to pay attention to what they're saying all we can think about is how it doesn't match what we're looking at I would even compare it to the Vampire Diaries. So that game came out in 96 and they filmed all the actors and then they uh, laid in audio and tried to sync it up in the game. It wasn't perfect, but it was still pretty good and pretty close. And it's way better than what they did with Midnight in Salem. And I, I also read on somewhere, I think it was a subreddit, that someone saw a comment saying that they did a bit of... Um, a bit of motion capture, which is surprising that they even have the budget for that, uh, considering how the game already looks. And if they did motion capture for all the characters, that would definitely take a lot of the budget, which could explain why some of them don't look great. But even then, motion capture of like of that level is disturbing. Doesn't matter who you are. I'm. I'm trying to figure out why they would, like you said, why they would allot money to do motion capture on a game that doesn't need it. 
They could yeah. have lauded that budget into spending time and money and resources into just like smoothing out the renderings they already had created. It seems so silly to me um, in this kind of transitionary game that they're, they're throwing out here. Cause it is a transition. I mean, I don't expect perfection being the first game on this new engine for them, but mm -hmm. I, I feel like if, if they had that, that money to spend, it could have been used elsewhere. And of course, maybe that's not my business or place to kind of make that decision, but it just seems like it doesn't quite make sense to me, especially with the film background that I have and knowing how expensive that stuff can cost. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I'm going to film school right now, and it's, yeah, doing that kind of stuff, because we have a motion capture studio at the school, that kind of stuff isn't just, you know plug in record and you know output it's not it's not that simple it's there's a whole process to it and that takes time and in that industry time is money and mm -hmm. if they did motion capture for all the characters they needed uh, i would say a lot of money so yeah i don't know it's it's rough it's really rough in regards in regards to what you were saying about locations uh I would definitely agree that, you know, most of the locations look great, but there are some that stick out to me as really, really unfinished. And the biggest one that it's the, it's, I feel like this image has now been burned into my mind because of how much I dislike it. It's uh, right after Deirdre, or when Deirdre's talking about the, uh, the Hathorn house while, while they're in the car, and there's that driving, uh, the drive-by scene, and the everything looks faded and flat and unfinished and the grass just sets me off i can't i cannot get over that shot because it looks terrible i've just got to say it, it looks terrible and i don't know what you guys think but it's it was really tough to look at that one i was mostly sad that deirdre looked so bad <laughs> oh man it was somehow they made her car bet look better than her i don't understand that yeah, I think that shot that you're talking about, it looked mm. really empty, and that was something that I wasn't really a fan of, especially since they were promising, like, more things to interact with. Mm -hmm. It seems like it's just, like, a blank, like, slate with a ground, or with a house in the middle. Mm -hmm. Well, here's what blows my mind, is that any shot of that angle of the house at night looks a thousand times better than the one in the day. And it, I'm going to bring this up now, and I'll probably bring it up again later, but how old is the footage that they used for this trailer? And I say that because some of the shots that are in the official trailer were in the teaser trailer. Why they reused that footage, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I kind of talked about this earlier when um, I actually saw the trailer, and I had used it more so for the point that I had about the desynchronization, but I think it could also apply here. Um, go. I'm going to use another film experience thing that I have, but I know a lot of times when you're putting together a movie trailer or a trailer for a show or whatever, you're, the editor decides, I'm going to use the video from this scene, but I'm going to overlay the audio from this scene and they never match and people might realize it after they watch it. But for the sake of the trailer, this is how I'm going to put it together. 
it's possible that they used footage from the game and audio from another part of the game to kind of drive home the little pieces of plot that they wanted to put in there, Mm -hmm. which I I think could, could also explain why some pieces were reused. There may be some higher up in her interactive or, or the company that they've, you know, uh, um outsourced to forgot the word for a second (laughs) and um that's like i really love this shot like keep using it like slide it in i don't know who's making those decisions um but i did notice that i was like this parts of this look like i've already seen it and i couldn't figure out if it was because i had already seen it or if it was just like what i had come to expect already seeing certain screenshots and stuff but now that you say that, you're right. There were a few shots that were reused from the other trailer. Yeah, well, there's the one where uh, the camera is slowly uh, moving in on the house and then it cuts to the house being on fire. I think it's a great shot. Um, and I understand why they used it again. But I, it, just, it seems weird for a video game trailer. to be. I mean, it would make sense to me for a film trailer. But part of me is just like, why would they do that for a video game trailer? And... I just, I never understood that. And even with the the puzzle with like the little pieces that all of a sudden just like close together to make a little orb, that was also used in the original teaser uh, teaser trailer. But what they did with this new one was they actually extended it out backwards a little bit. So we saw just what happens before everything closes up. We see that it is a puzzle where you have to select two pieces and they just sort of switch around. And that's how you organize where each piece goes. And then when it's in the correct spot, uh, everything just clamps together. And so those are the only two shots that have been reused. Or, I mean, aside from the clock shots as well, and maybe one or two other smaller things. But yeah, that's that's really about it. it. It does give us a little more of a glimpse into that puzzle, which was, I thought, nice and a bit of a bit uh, refreshing. But for the most part, they just... I, I don't, I'm not exactly sure why they reused those two. Hmm. I have a question for you guys. Do you think that they're going to try to full circle um, answer in the game the, I guess, thing that the very first uh, trailer that we got at the end of Midnight in Salem, you know, when we see the burning house and Deirdre's on the phone and we see the hand in the window. Do you think that's all going to come full circle or do you think they've changed the story at this point that that may not apply anymore? I, I hope it comes full circle. It would make sense for it to come full circle. Um, if you want to take over for a second, I'm just going to look up the description. I'm not sure. I think they've changed it probably by now, but it could be an interesting kind of like prologue scene, almost like the deadly device. Um, I think the clothes, even in the old trailer, kind of looks like Jason Danforth's little sleeve. Mm-hmm. Mm. So... I don't know. Well, I, I'm okay. So I'm just looking at the uh, the description for the game now. It mentions nothing about anyone being inside the the house. It just says that they've accused May Perry of arson, and uh, in the original description, it said that Jason Danforth was at the house, and so and I we I think we talked about this either in the last episode or the episode before, um, but in that original teaser trailer, uh, I'm pretty sure they just you know took 
the character model from Lucas uh, from uh, the Captive Curse threw his arm in there to make it seem like a kid's arm to represent Jason, of course. Um, but yeah, now, now that I'm reading this description, I'm pretty sure they won't have it, uh, have that scene in there. My wish is that there is a scene right at the end of the game where you, as Nancy, get blamed for being a witch or something, and you get stuck in a house which gets caught on fire and you've got to escape. In my opinion, that would be an awesome final puzzle. Just like Shadow of the Water's Edge where uh, Kasumi died from drowning and you've got to escape from drowning. Spoilers, by the way. you got to escape from before you, you drown, I guess. Says spoilers after giving the spoiler. Yeah, that's the way it works, right? Uh, do you think that'd be too much like the beginning of Alibi and Ashes? It depends on what? how they do it. It, uh, yeah, that's true. And again, it could also be very similar to the ending of uh, the spoilers here Thornhall. of Thorn Hall. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's it, it it's it's tough to say. I I'm not sure how they're gonna do it. Uh, I'm very curious to see how it ends. Uh, I'm and I'm even more curious to know whether or not there's gonna be a teaser for the next game at the end of the at, at the end of Midnight in Salem. I'm so curious if they will tease the next game, uh, and if there's no teaser. Will they be doing a next game? That's that's what I'm really curious about. Actually, while I'm talking about that, what do you guys think? Do you guys think there will be a teaser? Uh, and if there isn't, do you guys think they're going to do another game? If there's no teaser, I'm going to be scared. Um, I want there to be more games because I want to see... I, I want the best for her interactive. I want the company to succeed. I want to give them money. I want to enjoy Nancy Drew games. Mm -hmm. um, it. I feel like they're in a very tough spot right now. And um, if I don't want them to call it quits after this game comes out. So I really do want to see a teaser at the end of midnight in Salem. It would give me a great sense of relief to know that they have a plan moving forward. Um, I feel like for so long, this has been the only plan um, is to get this game made and done. And it has taken so long and, we've all been waiting and they've all been doing what they're doing. And I, f I feel like it, it's going to seem like there's no hope for the future. If there's not some sort of indication that they have a plan. Right. Yeah. I think, I think what's going to happen is there's not going to be a direct teaser at the end. I think they're just going to be like, if they are planning on making a, a next game, um, I think there will be like little nods to the next game. Kind of like how we had, you know, like references to Salem in like uh, 31. Right. Or references to Waverly and Castle Malloy. Something like yes. that. Um, that way they can kind of tease it without directly saying it in case it doesn't happen. Yeah, I think I think that would be... Just a little subtle hint for sure would be awesome. Uh, I'm really curious actually about the writing. I'm really curious who they got to write the game and how similar or different it is uh, from the original script that uh, Katie... I'm, 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 I apologize if she's listening. I apologize if I butcher your, butcher your last name. I, I think it's Coronas. I'm not too sure. But, I think you're right. Okay. Katie, I'm, if you're listening, I'm sorry if I butcher it. I, I'm sorry. Um... I'm really curious how much or how uh, 
what it's like compared to Katie's version of mid. Uh, and I really wish that one day I get to read her version of mid, because I think it would be so interesting to read what they had planned, uh, what was going to happen, and compare it to this game. Because uh, this, I think that would just be almost a game changer, actually. And uh, to hear what could have happened for a lot of fans, I, I don't know if that would be uh, painful or if that would be kind of like set your mind at ease uh, to think that there was something good planned, but it just never happened. But I, I don't even know if we'll ever find out. Hmm. Uh, something else I want to mention, I th I've been thinking about this for a while, but this whole situation with Midnight in Salem, uh, it kind of reminds me uh, of what happened with uh, her interactive while making the Vampire Diaries. So I don't know if you guys ever read... Uh, one, I think it was the executive producer of her interactive, uh, Sherry Grainer Ray. She wrote a blog about her time working at American Laser Games while making uh, Mackenzie and Co. and The Vampire Diaries. And it was, if you haven't read it, I highly suggest it. It is one of the most interesting things I have ever read. And she mentions that while they were making uh, Midnight, or Midnight Salem, while they're making The Vampire Diaries, the company, American Laser Games, they went bankrupt, ruined the entire development of the game, and I think the 100-person team in the beginning went all the way down to about 10 or 12 people. And they still got the game out, and all of a sudden, that company, Her Interactive, went on to make so many more games. So I hope for Her Interactive's sake, they get this game out, and it looks like, based on what happened, they started making mid with, you know, 20, 30 people, layoffs happened, now they're down to however many people, like five or six, and somehow, game still gets out, and so if history is going to repeat itself again, then Her Interactive has a golden future, but it's it's tough to say, and I really hope for Her Interactive's sake they get the game out, because I think they definitely have potential for this new engine, because what they've done, just with the expansive environment alone, is so much more than what they've ever done with any of the past games. And I think, I think just, yeah, I think it could be good if they can get another game off the ground. And if this one does well, we'll have to see. That's, that's just my wish and my hope for their sake. We'll see what happens. Uh, going back to the trailer, we, uh, so far we just talked about the character animation and some of the, some of the scenes and a couple of the puzzles. Uh, but I do, I do want to touch on the puzzles. So what do you guys, based on what we've seen in the teaser and in this trailer, the uh, the official trailer, uh, what are you guys' thoughts on how the puzzles look like they're going to be played out? Like, do you think they seem pretty fair, too easy, too difficult? Just, I mean, just from judging it by its cover, what do you guys think? As long as the physics makes sense, I'm fine with whatever they decide. What I worry about is because the almost like the the depth of this world is different uh, just slightly than the depth of what we're used to i'm afraid of the physics being strange um, right if we're like picking up and moving objects or you know trying to like reach forward and put something somewhere else i i as long as it's smooth and um easy to to navigate and control then they can do whatever they want. Um, but I don't, I just don't want to be stuck. Like not because I can't figure out the puzzle, but because I can't 
make Nancy do what I want her to do. Right, right. I think I'm curious about the little like model puzzle. The the one of the house. Oh, I'm it so seems, interested in that. Because it seems to be like kind of blocking this. Either it's blocking the puzzle underneath it or that's what comes out of the puzzle. The wooden kind of puzzle when you finish it. Mm-hmm. Or well, it's like a model. Maybe that's just like you're looking at the wooden thing and you like pull that out of your inventory and you're looking at it. And it's just a weird overlay. I don't that's know. A, that's yeah. a big thing to be carrying around in your inventory. I mean, it's it's very <laughs> nancy to do to carry a house in your inventory, but uh, it is a pretty big thing. But I, I am also curious about that puzzle because um, there's there's so much going on on those symbols, and I'm really curious if, based on what I know from those words and those symbols, thanks to Blackmore Manor and Castle Malloy, having to line up those or having to press those in a certain order to possibly make up a date or something that's going on that happened in the past i think is going to be a great puzzle how the house fits into it i don't know but in an earlier shot with uh joe and deirdre that house isn't on that little puzzle in the floor but then later on it is so it, it must be an inventory objects or object i'd think but again like you said it could just come out of the floor and just do its thing like We'll have to find out, I guess. Oh, something we haven't talked about, too, is the importance of how it looks like people are going to be, like, working together in this case. Yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah, like, the scene, hey, um, well, it actually Sorry. started yeah. with, uh, the Definitely, yeah. Part. Without disturbing you? No, you're good. Sorry, guys, give me one second. Okay. Sorry, no, you're good. It's It's really fine. Don't worry. I don't need to do this. No, it's good. I, I'm totally, I'm totally fine. If you want to go and do that, sorry, I should have, uh, I should have let you know that no, I was up no, here. No, no, I, I, I didn't know that you were here. Oh no, it's all good. It's all good. So you're, are you talking to, just having a chat with people? Or yeah, just recording a, an episode of a podcast that we, uh, we do every few months. Do you want me to move? Sorry about that. Sorry oh, it's all good. Don't worry. Don't worry. Should I include that as a blooper? My uncle coming in, drilling a hole, and then leaving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Sorry, guys. I didn't hear a thing that just happened from, uh, on your end. Uh, That's okay. Sorry. Let, I was let's, just going to say. Let, let's just start um, from the beginning. So, what, Sorry, what are we talking about right now? It's the how characters work together. Yes. So yeah. I noticed um, it actually started with the um, screenshot of the game that they had shown at the little convention thing. Um, and there was a screenshot where it had um, like a ghost scarecrow and it had Frank's words where he was like, "Are you, Nancy, are you scared or, or something? I can't remember what the question was, but Frank was talking to Nancy and then in the trailer, it has like the Hardys and Deirdre in the graveyard with Nancy. So I do think there is going to be a lot of like 
working together. Um, I don't know if that means we're going to be able to play as Hardys or play as Deirdre, kind of a la Alibi and Ashes or not. Um, that would be kind of a neat thing as long as it's not disjointed. But um, yeah, I, I did notice there, it seems like there's a lot of like group effort in this mystery. Yeah, no, I think I think that's something that the games have been missing is that, I mean, they kind of did it with uh, Kapu Cave and uh, Alibi and Ashes, especially with Alibi and Ashes, and a bit of uh, Ransom of the Seven Ships, even uh, Crystal Skull, actually. But to this level where you actually physically got to move around with these people, um, and they had a lot of scenes of Frank, Joe, and uh, and Olivia, I'm, I am so curious to see how the interactions between characters happens. And I'm curious if you if they will say something to each other and if you're not there you'll miss what they have to say and then I, i'm so curious how that's going to happen if that even happens at all but uh yeah i totally agree with you guys actually there was something else i wanted to talk about um so l let's just say game launches visuals not good at all do you guys think that this game has a chance to be saved by the story by the way it plays uh the soundtrack or any other aspect of the game is there will there be potential for a saving grace should something completely fail yes um absolutely at least for me um i'm a firm believer that a cover is not the book and i think that the graphics that we're seeing is just the cover mm -hmm. and um sometimes the cover is right but oftentimes the cover is not and I think that um, really graphics are not super weighty on for at least for me personally as to whether or not I enjoy or like a game. It really does come down to storytelling um, and gameplay like mechanically wise as long as it's smooth. I don't want to be fighting a game to play it. Um, so as long as gameplay is smooth and the story is great. I'm fine. Um, and then music, of course, is a really big factor for me, too. So as long as those factors are good, I'll be happy. Um, a game doesn't have to look perfect for me to enjoy it. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I think for me, like, atmosphere is basically everything when it comes to at least Nancy Drew games. Um, usually the atmosphere is what leaves an imprint on me. And, you know, everything in the game goes into that, like, graphics, um, music environment story everything so i don't want it to be a game where i don't want to talk to the characters because it'll ruin the atmosphere mm -hmm. if you know what i mean um i hope yeah the story is good enough and the characters look good enough in the actual game to make me want to talk to them right yeah, I'm I'm curious even how interactions with the characters, whether or not looking at them is disturbing. I'm curious how just the dialogue selecting options, if that will almost be a bit of a distraction from looking at the characters. Because usually when I'm talking to a character in game, I'm always reading the dialogue. I rarely look at the character. I'm quite often always reading what I'm saying or what they're saying and hearing it at the same time. So I don't know if that will be a distraction for me to, you know, read the, read the dialogue as it's being said. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, again, there's, it's so hard to say we're two days away and we just won't know until then. We just won't know. I'm excited then, though. I am so excited. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. 
Uh, it's just, I'm, I'm just, I'm really, I, even though stuff, bad stuff's happened, uh, since yesterday, uh, I, I cannot wait for this game to come out. It's been so long and I know it's completely different from anything that they've ever done, but the fact that they've got original voices, uh, for Deirdre, Frank, and Joe, and possibly, hopefully Ned, I don't know if that's going to be a thing or not, but I've got a feeling Ned's going to be in the game, uh, that that'll definitely be a a huge relief for me to to hear those voices, and not, or and it's just be in that world with those voices and those characters again. Another thing I'm curious is about like the the random wandering AI. Oh yes. Oh my word! Uh, I'm just gonna start off with this. I think it's great. I think it's so great because in the trailer, while Olivia is doing her thing on stage, there's a guy in the background who's holding like a picket sign, and I want to know so desperately what he's protesting. So I think the wandering AI is awesome. What do you think, V? I, um, I am hoping that those AI, they're not like distracting, but they do add. Um, I think like it's almost an RPG-ish element. Um, right which I, I don't mind because I am a, a huge RPG fan when I'm not playing Nancy Drew, I'm playing RPGs. So I'm not complaining by any means, but I definitely don't want it to distract from the formula that we're used to. I, I don't want to be so concerned with all of the hubbub around me um, to not be able to focus on a puzzle or a conversation or anything like that. But I don't really anticipate it being distracting. So I'm all for kind of the inclusion because it really does kind of help make the world feel bigger, more real. Um, you know, I, one thing that like, you know, never really made sense in Nancy Drew games is like, why am I in, you know, this huge building and there's only three people to talk to? Like there's obviously more humans. So even if we never get to talk to them, being able to see them is enough for me to kind of be like, okay, this is legit. Like this is really happening. I hope there's situations when you can like walk around and you got to hear these little side stories of people talking. Like in uh, Hitman from 2016, in the first level, there's so many people at this uh, this fashion show and you can unlock little side quests by hearing what people have to say. Even if you unlock side quests, uh, by doing that in Midnight in Salem, that'd be so rad, but I just love hearing what other character AI were programmed to say. I think that's just the funniest stuff. And, uh, there's one scene where, cause the hitman, the hitman's bald. He walks into this room and this couple goes, he looks exactly like this model that I've seen before. <laughs> I think, I'm like, that's awesome. If stuff like that happens in mid, please. I love I love stuff like that. Little weird, quirky dialogue things from people you never get to talk to. It's so funny. That would be fun. I'm, I'm curious, too, with the, the main characters that we have, if they're going to be in a set location or if they're going to be, like, teleporting to other places or if they're going to be actually walking to places and the purpose of the AI is to be like, hey, have you seen, you know, uh, Olivia? And they'll be like, oh, yeah, I saw her walking towards the graveyard. And mm. So, you know, oh, okay. So you That'd can be a cool addition. try to track her down or something. That would be very cool. That would be so cool. I, I would absolutely love that. Because I've got a feeling that they will be just walking around based on what you've done in the game. Um 
maybe there will be some cases where teleportation happens, but based on what we've seen in the trailer, where Frank, Jonah, Olivia are in the graveyard together, and then all of a sudden they're at the Perry house, and all of a sudden they're inside the Perry house, I'm pretty sure that there will be scenes where you can go and just find these guys walking around or standing around in certain areas. And I've got a feeling, based on all, again, what I've seen, Olivia's sort of home base will be in uh, in her Emporium. Frank and Joe will be in the graveyard or the forest. Uh, May, I'm not sure where she's going to be, either at the house or in that underground little place. Um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really curious about that because having just wandering characters like that will definitely make make that aspect of it so much more interesting. And again, with that too, I'm really hoping there is an option to uh, to have free roam instead of just point and click, because I I'm really with all the cinematic movements they've got, I am really interested in playing this game in free roam instead of just point and click. As long as it's smooth, though, I'd rather have point and click than a clunky free free roaming. Yes, that is true. I I do agree with that. But then again, I think it ba- it's also based on uh, what your settings are at for the game and what kind of computer you have. It's I think it's all it all is running on that uh, as to how the game runs. But also based on something that was said at uh, Geek Girl Con, one of the people that went went and asked uh, Penny and said, "So I've got a pretty powerful computer." Um, how do you think it'll run? And they said, well, it'll probably run best on medium settings. And so I'm curious if that's got something to do with the trailers they've made. If they, if maybe the game wasn't fully optimized for these higher settings. And so in order to get good gameplay footage for the trailer, they had to run it at lower settings. I, it's been a thought of mine for a long time. And I'm so desperately wanting to know if that's the case. And if it's the case, this game possibly has a chance at looking good. And uh, what do you guys think about that? What do you guys think about the possibility of of, a ga- of this game looking good just because uh, they've been running it on medium settings or lo- a lower setting? I think those um, the people that have uh, powerful computers are going to be the lucky ones. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Uh... I, I mean, I can see that that I see that making sense. Um, it would it would be logical. It'll it's a shame that, you know, those of us who stream and or make YouTube videos may suffer in quality uh, mm-hmm. because, you know, a standard computer setting or, you know, standard computer isn't going to be able to record and stream and play the game at optimal settings. So, right. Um, that'll be a shame. But if I can my first time through and have only the game open and nothing else and crank those settings up, then it'll be worth it at least for, you know, that first playthrough just to get that full immersion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, no, I, I think I'm going to be doing a blind playthrough for the game. And so, yeah, when I, when I actually open the game for the first time, I have to get all that setting stuff sorted out. Um, yeah. And if, if I can run it at, you know, pretty decent settings and still record with decent frame rates, then I will do that definitely, hundred percent. Um, but yeah, it's 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 also a game that I think that Her Interactive knows their their fan base, their computer specs are so broad. People are still playing on Windows XP, and some people have uh, you know the best PCs and Macs and all that stuff. And so just with that spectrum, they I think tried to make a game that 
fit in right in the middle and that can extend to the more powerful PC users and can also lend a hand to the, uh, the ones that don't have as much power. Uh, and so I think that's, that could be another reason why things don't look great, but I just, I, I can't say, I cannot say for sure. All right, this is the part of the show where we move on to some questions from the listeners or people that just follow me on Twitter. I don't know if that's both or what, but nonetheless, we've got a few questions. So, and one not question, but more of a statement. I'm going to start off with that one. So Brittany on Twitter, I said, yo, if anyone's got any questions, they want us to answer live, hit me up. And uh, Brittany just simply said, OMG, yes. I just wanted to recognize that because I thought it was pretty funny. Thank you, Brittany. Uh, <laughs> uh, but on to actual questions so cast thomas asks if you could change anything about any of the games what would you change i would go to ransom of the seven ships and i would take away rock climbing and i would take away sailing <laughs> <laughs> that's probably what i would do <laughs> fair enough fair enough but then you wouldn't have darn that's true. Gets hit by a rock. Darn. That's true. That's true. That would not be there. Uh, I think it's an okay trade. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Uh, what would you change? Hugh, go first. I think I have to think. All right. Well, there, for quite a few of the games, there's a good number of things that I would change. But if I had to pick just one, and one only. I probably I probably would have taken another look at the script for Trail of the Twister because I'm still I'm still iffy about it. It's just it's I think it is still my least fav- least favorite game. Um I I really like the locations. I like the soundtrack. I like Paw. Uh I like Chase, but then again, they like Paw doesn't do much. You know, he's just sort of there to give you food. And I guess from an educational point, he has the Fujita scale in his thing, uh, his little store. Uh, Chase doesn't do a whole lot. He just sort of fixes the cars. Uh, but even then, he never actually fixes that one car in the game. He's always working on it, always like using his little, his little wrench on it. And so I just... I just would have taken another look at the script because you've got a story about a school team that's trying to win money, but there's sabotages going on. I just, it's just too boring for me. I think I needed a bit more of a revamp. Uh, so that's probably what I would change is the script for Trail of the Twister. Okay. E? Um, I have spoken. It's your turn. I think, I don't know, this is kind of a boring answer, but just like a, a way to like, skip some of the grindy puzzles maybe um for example the master sudoku so if you've already played the game and like you want to keep going with the game but you don't want to do that big puzzle that you've already done you just do like kind of like a magic cheat and be like that's done and then you can move on with your life well that would be actually cool speedrunner talking (laughs) (laughs) that is true I think that actually would be a cool feature, though, is if uh, the game would count, uh, like, you've got to beat it officially on, like, the first run-through, but on the second run-through, when you get the puzzle, it gives you, like, a little pop-up, do you want to skip this puzzle or something? Because it is yeah, like that, kind of and like, 
Go on. I was going to say kind of like the the quick translate in Tomb of the Lost Queen. Exactly. We have to do a, one like legitimately, and then you can skip for time's sake if you want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, just, just for the Sudoku and the Nonogram, they're such huge, time-consuming puzzles. Whether you're doing them with a solution or not, they still take quite a bit of time. So, yeah, I think having that quick solve thing could be... That that could have been definitely beneficial for that puzzle or those puzzles, uh, in that case. All right, so I think that's a pretty good question from Cass. Thank you, Cass. Good follower. Good uh, good follower. Good friend. Sorry, <laughs> uh, been around a while. <laughs> Jeez. Um, from uh, Alicia V. Parker, who is also a good friend of mine. I'm sure you guys know her. Uh, she has a few questions here. She goes. Well, the first question is, uh, what got you introduced to the Nancy Drew game series? So I'm going to start off by saying uh, back in 2005, um, uh, some friend, some really close friends that we had at the church that we went to, uh, they, they've been playing, or they had been playing the games for quite a while. And so I went over to the house one day and my friend was playing Stay Tuned for Danger. And I was like, what is this? And she's like, it's Nancy Drew. And I was like, heck yeah, it looks pretty cool. And she was at the part where... Um, or she was trying to lower the ladder in the sound stage, but the wheel just said it's, or you click on the wheel and Nancy just says it's stuck. And that, that image of that is so ingrained in my brain. And I just, I have the thought of her taking the oil can, loosening it up, going up the ladder on the catwalk. And like those, though, that small scene, uh, has so much nostalgia for me. I love looking at that scene when I play that game, I will sometimes go and just look at it. I'll just let it sit there and be like, oh, the memories. But that's it. That was back in 2005 when I got into the series from a friend who was playing Stay Tuned for Danger. E, do you want to go next? Sure. Um, there was really nothing special for me that got me into it. Um, my mom played it. Um, right off, started playing it right before I was born. Um... I think she started playing Ghost Dogs was her first one. And so just growing up, uh, she was playing some of the older games, and I occasionally sat and watched, and then eventually I got to playing them myself. I think the first one I ended up playing by myself was Phantom of Venice. Um, but I think the one that has the most nostalgia for me is Shadow Ranch, because that's... I remember grinding the, um, the Roadrunner game, because oh, that yeah. was the only thing my brain could make sense of when I was like five. <laughs> so that is awesome. And the seashells. Oh. That was also another thing in Kapu Cave. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, my uh introduction to the series was um a friend of mine bought me the original Secrets Can Kill in two thousand three for my tenth birthday. You guys can do the math about how old I am. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, and I played it with my mom and we did not know like about, you know, the, the message boards or anything like that. So we, it took us like two months to figure it out and like get through it. Um, and the ending terrified me as a 10, 10 year old kid. And I was like, I'm never playing one of these again. They're scary. <laughs> so I didn't touch it again for two years and then we um lived on the air force base at the time uh, in the air force base at the time because my dad was in the air force and right. a new family moved in a few doors down from us and they had girls around my age and we were hanging out 
And the older girl said, have you ever played Nancy Drew? And I was like, yes, they're not my thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> and she was like, well, the new one just came out and I don't want to play it by myself. Will you play it with me? And I was like, okay, I guess so. So we went over and the new game at the time was um, Secret of Shadow Ranch. So we played Aww. Shadow Ranch and I was hooked and I fell in love with them. And I begged her to let me play the rest of the series because she had the whole series. Um, I begged her to please play the rest of the series with me. So we played all of them. And then when Blackmore Manor came out, we played that together. And when uh, Secret of the Old Clock came out, uh, we played that together. And then they moved away. Their dad got stationed and they had to move. And I was heartbroken. And so from that point on, uh, my mom and I collected the series and then started pre-ordering since uh, Last Train. And we've been doing that ever since. Nice. Oh, that's great. That's really great. I love hearing those origin stories for these games because it's such a, it, everyone's story is so different. I mean, it, quite often it's a friend or family member that got them into the, into the games, but how they got into it was, it's such a, I love hearing that part of the story. That's so cool. Uh, another question from uh, Alicia is, uh, what kinds of puzzles do you enjoy the most in the games? Oh, um, this is hard. Um. I think I'm going to just change the question a little bit. I'm going to say, what what puzzle is your favorite? And I'm going to, I always go back to Bento because Bento is just, it's just that kind of puzzle where you're given a a random selection of, uh, of images and graphics and to put them all together. I love that kind of mind game. It's, uh, so I think for me, Bento is my favorite puzzle, but my favorite kind of puzzle is, I, I don't think I've got an answer for that one. I don't know if Scopa is considered a puzzle. I do love Scopa a lot, but I think as far as like my favorite kind of puzzle, I really like the fit all of these things into the box. So mm. you see that in um, like Danger on Deception Island, you put all the books back in the drawer, Blackmore Manor with the plants, and then again in uh, Crystal Skull with more books. I mm -hmm. think those are the only three, but I really enjoy those puzzles. Um, I just like the organizational aspect of it, I guess. And it just kind of gives me a weird satisfaction to get through it. Um, I just, I don't know. I really like that kind of puzzle. Definitely. Yeah, there are some kinds of puzzles that recur a lot, like sliding puzzles or jigsaw puzzles, things like that. Um, mm -hmm. I do really like Bento. As a, this is, again, the speedrunner talking. I don't like the the kind of mini-games to unlock something. Oh, um, I see. <laughs> as a speedrunner, that that kind of sucks <laughs> a lot. Uh, Scopa, pretty much. I hate it. Um, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> Do you hate Scopa? Do you hate Scopa, or does the speedrunner you hate Scopa? The speedrunner me despises okay. Scopa. Dude, just the way you said I hate it was so, like, subtle. But, like, like I really hate this puzzle. We could, feel the, we could hear the rage. Oh, man. That was awesome. You weren't there, Hugh. You weren't there. No, I don't um, think I was. Oh, that is great. That is really funny. Oh, man. One, one puzzle that's actually kind of really satisfying to me is the towers of hanoi puzzles um mm. that's satisfying i think yeah i think the ui and 
the second one was kind of clunky, but in Castle Malloy, I really love it. Definitely. Oh, I totally agree. I absolutely love that puzzle. Okay, it can get question. a little bit mind boggling when you're first starting. And then after you get into like a rhythm, it, it's like, oh, you're like slowly building something up and you can see your progress. It's cool. I, I, I totally agree. It's a, it's a very interesting puzzle uh, in the way it works. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's very fun. Another question from Alicia, the final question is, uh, who is one character that reminds you of yourself? And for me, I'm going to say Mason Quinto from The Deadly Device. Because he, I'm pretty sure, is an introvert. Uh, he hates people. I don't hate people. I don't love people, but I don't hate people. Um, and he's a very organized, very OCD kind of guy. And I feel like that's that's me. I, I'm a, I feel like I'm a lot nicer than Mason, but I think we he's the one that's most similar to me. Hmm. I haven't really thought about this now that I'm thinking about this. <laughs> um... I feel like the first character that came into my mind is not a character that people like very much, so I'm hesitant to say it. Um, but um, I'm gonna say Nigel Mukherjee. Um, I just what? I like. I love Nigel. What do you want? I about? do too, but most people hate him, and I, I don't Are know you why. Serious? I mean, I get that he's kind of weird, but I'm kind of weird and also a nerd, and I like libraries and working in like quiet and like by myself and i feel like i'm most productive when i work by myself in the quiet um so i don't know i i don't know i feel like the that's that's my first gut like reaction to the question so that's who i'm gonna go with is nigel fascinating all right e i think i'm most like lou talbot because i'm just kind of there nice <laughs> Because I'm just kind of there. <laughs> I like I like the idea. I'm like going to a restaurant, going to have dinner with somebody, and I look over and E's just there. He's just standing there. He's like at the bar, like having a drink. Like that is awesome. I love the thought. With like of my Rexbone and snowshoes. <laughs> with your Rexbone <laughs> and snowshoes. That is great. Oh, zippy that is zoom. so funny. Zippy zoom. <laughs> He's all like zippy zoom. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, final question. Uh, final listener question comes from Frosef. We all know Frosef. We all love him. The Fro, the big guy. The Fro. Oh, what a legend. Him. I know, right? He's been around for a while. Uh, <laughs> been around the community for a while. You know, like I'm not saying he's old or anything, but he's you know. Anyways, <laughs> his question is: uh, uh, Can you pick a game by random? And then make one of those, can I win them in a, or beat them in a fight uh, tier charts based on the suspects? Maybe it's just me being stupid and weird, but I find that thought very entertaining for some reason. LOL. I actually think that's a, that's a just, pretty... Go on. I just generated a game. Um, you you just generated was, a game? Yeah. At random. Okay. Oh, I see. Okay. And it was uh, Blackmore Manor. I had okay. a feeling it would be Blackmore Manor. I... I knew it. All right. So, okay. Let's just go down the characters one by one. We just simply say yes or no. And yes is, yes, I'll, I'll beat them in a fight. All right. Okay. You you name the characters and we'll give our answers. All right. Let's do this. Nigel Mukherjee. Uh, yes, probably. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. Uh, is, this, is, is this like a physical fight or like a battle of wits? Uh, physical. that's a good question. Let's say physical, yeah. I could probably beat up Ma Nigel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I'll go with the F. Okay. Mrs. Drake. No. Heck no, she got trowels and man. I was gonna say plant. she when she goes around with her shovel, I would not want to be in her path. <laughs> she just fling me into her big piranha plant, game over. That's it. That's that's it. totally agree. E, yes, yeah, no. She'll be like she'll be like Mario when she like picks up a piranha plant and like eats everything. <laughs> yeah. She would, yeah. Oh man. Yeah, definitely. Definitely not. I would not be able to face her. Could you take her E? No. Okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. Jane Penvalin. Yes. Yes. Yeah, no no problem. No problem. Have she's you seen like, her twiggy she's little like arms? two. She is literally like a two year old that just she's got likes a big to play head, games. That, that's true, but she's got a small body, so you can just like wrap your arms around her and she's not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Linda Penvalin. Um, no, I I don't think I would want to go up against it depends if one. she's in her like werewolf form or not. Yeah, exactly. Man, you guys are you guys are actually taking words out of my mouth. Like things <laughs> that I'm thinking of and I'm about to say, you guys all of a sudden say them. Word for also, word. Also though, not even in werewolf form, in regular human form. Have you heard the conversation she has on the phone with her husband? She's vicious. Yeah, exactly. Oh man, it's terrifying. Uh okay, now here's here's the best one. Lulu the parrot. Oh heck no! <laughs> no, I can't take Lulu. She can peck my eyes out, <laughs> and she knows more words than I do. Uh, yeah, she will talk your ear off in Latin, and there's nothing you can do about it, except give her like a bad cookie. Oh, that's, that's true. <laughs> that is true. So in that in that case, you could win, but yeah, she she could also refuse to eat it. <laughs> that's brilliant yeah de- definitely no for that one uh do we count phone characters uh characters in this list as well yeah let's go for it all right paliki vadas she's mm. the the lycanthropy girl hmm i don't know e what do you think i don't remember the last time i talked to her so i have no clue. Yeah. <laughs> um i'm gonna say no, because if she deals with werewolves all the time, she's probably got to have a li- at least a little bit of like, you know, fight to her. Hmm. Well, I-, I imagine her room has like bow staffs and like bow and arrows. Like she could probably oh. kill you, no problem. Yeah, probably. All right. Uh, who who is the the lady that's like house sitting or babysitting? Mrs. Petrov. Mrs. Petrov. Mrs. Petrov, Linda's mother. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I could take her. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. All right. And then Ned's in that game, too. Oh, man. I, I feel like I couldn't take Ned. I feel like Ned would beat me up. Yeah, I don't I don't think I would go up against Ned. He's a football player. Yeah. That's true. That's true. All right. Hugh Penvalin. Uh, Probably not. I've got a feeling he's just a big guy, like big in the sense that he's just a buff guy. Uh, so I've got a feeling that I I would probably not handle it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think. No, yeah, I don't. I don't think I would go up against Alan if he can handle Linda. He he'll he's formidable. Yeah, definitely. 
Yeah, I want to say no too. Uh, were there any other characters in that game? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, the best one. Boaz Ed Bob, this is Tommy. <laughs> Can you beat me up no, in a fight? I'm not going up against Tommy. <laughs> Tommy is going to poison my loop de loop. Exactly. <laughs> we got some loop de loop bangers and mash, peaky and perky, and perky in a dog's eye, and it's all Robin Hood. We didn't make like a, a Boar's Head Pub RPG and just all his moves are like bangers and mash, loop de loop, and like dog's eye. That would be awesome. We could awesome. make like a diner dash that's the boar, Boar's Head <laughs> Can we actually Tommy. do that? And that you have be... to deliver to Blackhorn Manor and back. Dude, that would be sick. Nancy Drew 34 confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's great. All right. Well, I think that's uh, that's it for for the questions uh, from the, uh, the listeners. Uh, before I start wrapping it up, do you guys have anything else that you want to add that we didn't talk about or that we talked about and you would just want to elaborate on? Well, next next time uh, we get together, uh, hopefully I have all finished mid by that point. Mm, indeed. That'll be interesting. Um, I know, right? I guess even though I'm not a big fan of the concept arts, I'd rather have those than the models that we have. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Yeah, the concept art for Olivia, I still think, is my least favorite one. I really don't like her character model either, so I think she's just a lose-lose, let's-not-ever-talk-to-her-again character. But we'll see what happens. Alright, so I just want to quickly plug a few things. Uh, I just recently, within the last like week, uh, I released my first book, How to Be a Detective. If you guys want to know from a guy who's been playing the games for about 14 years. Uh, it's just some various tips and tricks on how to solve many of the puzzles and mini games, or not just solve them, but just get better at them. Uh, check out How to Be a Detective. It, uh, the link for that will be in the description if you are on YouTube. If you're not on YouTube, you might be out of luck. I'm not sure how to do that on iTunes yet. We'll figure that out at some point. Um, and uh, it's, it's available on Amazon, so if, you're, if you want to go just check it out there, it's there. Uh, I'm also hosting a uh, giveaway for a digital copy of Midnight in Salem, uh, sponsored by Her Interactive. Huge shout out to them for giving me this opportunity to do this uh, promotional bit for Midnight in Salem. I'm very excited about that. Uh, almost every day, I am posting on a blog for my YouTube channel, and the, the link is simply ndwalkthroughs at WordPress or ndwalkthroughs.wordpress.com. Check out the blog. A lot of stuff on there, and I will probably be moving some content over to the blog in the future and stop making videos in various areas. We'll see what happens. Is there anything that you guys would like to plug? Anything anything you're working on or that you're about to work on or you just want to get out into the world at all? Um, just, uh, if you want to follow me on Twitch, I'm on Twitch at vbudkey, and I stream multiple times a week, and... Uh, not just Nancy Drew, but a lot of things, including Nancy Drew. So feel free to follow me there if you want to. Great. E? And um, I also stream on Twitch. Um, his name is Yandama211. Um, there's also a pretty cool thing that's happening in two days. There's a game called uh, Midnight in Salem coming out. Ooh, I like the and, sound of that. Uh, yeah, I don't know much about it, um, but it's going to be... Pretty cool, probably. Cool. It sounds cool. It sounds ominous. I'm uh, I'm interested yeah. in it. I'll have to go check that out after the show. 
Actually, another game that's coming out in uh, two days, which I'm so thrilled about, is uh, Halo Reach is getting ported to the PC. And I cannot <laughs> wait. My Christmas break will be the best break of all time. <laughs> and if there's nothing else for you, from you guys at all you want to add or throw in there, then I shall wrap this up with a nice little bow, give it to the fans, and say, there you go. That also rhymes, by the way. Good job. Thank you. I was pretty proud of that one. That, was, uh, that just sort of came together in my head at the last second. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, thank you for watching, or listening, in this case. If you are on Spotify or iTunes, thank you for listening. If you're on YouTube, I'm not sure why you'd be watching it. There's just going to be a still image the whole time. Uh, so thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I hope we were, we were able to provide some more, some more opinions uh, and some more information about various things. Hopefully clarify some other things. It's been fun. I absolutely love doing this podcast. And uh, I am more than thrilled to have E and V on the show. Always there. You guys are always such a great, uh, great cast to have and provide a lot of great stuff. Uh, I thank you for that. It's been great. So actually, come to think of it, it was just recently Thanksgiving. So I'm thankful for you guys always having my back on the show. It's great. Oh, well, thanks for having us. It's an honor to be here. Oh, I'm thrilled. Every every time we do this, I am thrilled. And with and, that... Um, happy holidays to everyone, too, because we're probably not going to make another thing before the holidays are done. Exactly. This is probably going to be the last podcast of 2019. So with that, I will say Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and Happy New Year all in one go. Everybody enjoy your families, be safe this holiday season, and we will see you in the new year. Indeed we will. Hopefully we'll have news on a new Nancy Drew game by that time. And that's it. Thanks again. Hope you enjoyed the podcast, and we'll see you guys in the next one, whenever that may be. So have a wonderful rest of your year. And I could be the shaggy to y'all scoop it to old me. And you're together, baby, we can't lose my Nancy Drew.